0: G'day, Cindy Bunt here. I'm ready to get into the nitty-gritty with you. Let's get stuck into today's topic, which is five tips to speed up your cooking. Let's go. Hi there, lovely people. In this episode and podcast, I really want to talk about the five things that I do to speed up my cooking. Now, I only thought to put it in five things because it gave me a number to think about. But often I find myself cooking so quickly that um, I have to start cooking at no earlier than 10 to 6. Otherwise, we're eating by 6 o'clock. And I thought that this actually might be some really good tips to share with people. Now, one of the things I will say is I don't like saying hacks. Um, I don't like saying, you know, words that make it seem like, you're breaking the rules or doing something untoward, I I don't like those words, so I say tips or um, efficiency things. Anyway, this is just some of the things I've learnt and have actually managed to figure out how it is I can get dinner on the table so quickly and here they are. So the first thing I do is chop everything into a size that cooks quickly and also at the same time. So for instance, um, I've talked about this really great one hour roasting dish which takes about 45 minutes to an hour. And the tip for this is if everything is chopped and we're talking onions, potatoes, carrots, even cauliflower, sweet potato, pumpkin, um, anything that you like to roast or eggplant, everything's got a size that will cook in a similar time. So sweet potato I cut a little bit bigger, than everything else and everything else like potato, pumpkin um, even cauliflower I'll probably cube-ish let's not get too technical here um, but I will cut into size say half an inch or one and a half centimetre, two centimetre kind of cubes and that I just know everything takes the same amount of time to roast Um, and most of the time I'll drizzle with olive oil and just roast it with I'll even put chicken wings in there and it takes the same time as Um, a heap of sausages tucked in amongst the roast veg and it's basically drizzle everything with olive oil salt and pepper bung it in the oven 45 minutes later everything's ready at once you don't even have to turn it and that's kind of like my favorite you know quick quick and then a bit of a time in the oven and the thing is if i had cut the potato, everything sort of in not the time that it would take to cook um, you wait, you know, you're you pulling food out then you're waiting. So that's just a bit of a guide. Chop everything into a size that cooks at the same time or if you want to do the roasting, go smaller than what you used to. Um, and I find it good with the kids too because instead of cutting up uh, large bits of roast pumpkin or carrot or potato, it's all bite-size, you know, forkable pieces. So it's, it's actually quite pleasant to eat. So that's my tip number one, cutting things into a good size. Secondly, I'm going to say the big M word, and I assume I shouldn't presume or assume because you know that saying. Uh, I feel like there's a backlash there if I say this M word, and I don't care because I will still do it. I find it works magnificently, and I'm going to say it's the microwave. Um, and I mostly use the microwave to defrost meat because I don't know what I'm cooking in the morning. Uh, I want food nice and quickly, and I don't necessarily use the microwave instructions either, so hopefully you have a little chuckle about this. But I don't like the I don't like being told what to do by a machine, for starters. And secondly, the automatic defrost or the quick defrosting still takes forever. Like I've literally gone grey waiting for that to actually defrost the meat. And even then, it comes out and it's still a bit under, still a bit um, frozen. So. What I do is, and I'll give you an idea of how I get around this, I put, you know, a pack of sizzle steaks, let's say. We're talking about family cooking here. Um, But say a pack of sizzle steaks, that will feed all four of us, I think there's six thin steaks. I'll put that in the microwave for one minute on high, check it, and then I might give it another 30 seconds. And in a minute 30, I've got defrosted steak. And i mean good condition, no burnt bits, no burnt rubbery, horrible bits, Um, but well defrosted in 1 minute 30 and if I put in the pack size which is probably like maybe 400 grams or something it might take seven or eight minutes and so I've already kind of like cut that out of the way and I don't have to do that anymore Uh, so that's definitely something I do and I also do the same with the only thing I don't particularly like is a whole chicken defrosting in the microwave because it literally does take 15-20 minutes And you can never guarantee the middle is going to be super defrosted. So that's my one, you know, I don't do a whole chicken. Uh, I find that too time consuming. But I will definitely do some chicken thighs. I'll do steak. I'll do chicken wings, uh, anything like that. And I will just use the on high button until it's defrosted well enough. I don't particularly like cooking food in the microwave as such. Uh, But there are plenty of things. If it's just a heat source, I'll definitely make many things in there, but not particularly meat things. So hopefully that's a bit of a hint or suggestion that you can throw caution to the wind and not take orders from a machine and basically pop it in, give it a minute, see what happens, and, um, yeah, and go from there. And to be honest, microwaves have come a long way from the old – or low wattage ones, and so I think I've got like a twelve hundred watt one, and it's got an inverter. And I think it was only three hundred and fifty dollars. And considering microwaves used to be thousands of dollars, I think that's a pretty good price, and it's a pretty super duper version. So uh, that's a big time saving thing for me. Only because you know I'd love to be one of those organized people that sort of plans out the meals for the week. It's I f- when I start cooking is when I'm hungry often, and so that needs to happen nice and quickly, and it works for me, so hopefully it helps you and might work for you too. so that was tip number two um, Oh, tip number three: I had to teach Matt this one he would infuriatingly, I guess for someone that cooks a lot and quickly, uh, he used to cut the peel and cut the potatoes, and then think about the water on the stove and Or, you know, peel and cut things and then think about heating it up. And one of the best things you can do, particularly if you've got, for me, I've mostly had electric cooktops, I guess, or electric frying pans, and they take quite a bit of time to warm up. Uh, I'm always waiting for the frying pan to get hot enough, more than I'm waiting for me to chop stuff, if that makes sense. So, and this uses less dishes as well, but I always start by heating up the frying pan Or fill your pot. If you're doing potatoes, um, there's a myth that says cold water boils quicker. That's actually not true. But I think it's true that hot water um, freezes quicker than cold water. I can't back any of that up. All I can say is if I'm filling up a pot of water that I want to boil on the stove, I'm not going to start, first of all, with cold water. And secondly, I'm not going to start and put the water on after I've chopped the vegetables because that's a good that's a good meal slowing down system. That one. If you want to take ages um, and die of boredom in the meantime, you can do it that way. But the way I like to do it, if I'm if I've got to boil potatoes or boil vegetables or boil any or pasta or anything like that, my first thing before I chop anything or even defrost the meat is to get the water on and heating up because it can always sit there and boil its butt off until you're ready. Um, You can always turn it down a little bit, knowing that if you just crank it up when you're nearly ready, it'll be boiling again in no time. But it seems to take an abominably long time to heat up and be ready when, you know, if you haven't thought of it first. So that's one, hopefully, one good tip. Maybe you're already doing that. Um, But that's definitely helpful. And I had to teach my husband, Matt, to do that. And oh, and there's, I should put in a little side note. Now, I hear it in so many places that if it's a root vegetable, you have to start from boiling it in cold water. Uh, I find this not to be true personally. I can't, I've tried it both ways. I can't tell the difference enough to go, oh, this is so true. And I'll definitely, if it's a potato or a carrot, no, it needs to be boiled. Um, I'll definitely start with cold water because that's tasted so much better than I've tried it both ways and honestly I can't tell the difference except for one thing one takes a lot longer than the other and so therefore In this category of five things to speed up your cooking. It makes sense to put it in there Okay uh, Yes, yeah, so you can always turn it pans down so when you're frying something So we do schnitzels quite often here because that's a um, group pleaser at our house. Um, You can put the pan on to medium. And often in the time it takes me to crumb the chicken, the pan is still just at the perfect temperature. But if I'd have crumbed the chicken, washed my hands and then put the frying pan on, I would be there waiting. And so everything slows down. I can always, if the pan's hot and starts to smoke, I can always come over there and turn the pan down to low or take the pan off the heat a little bit to just let it cool down and then re-let it warm up. And so the main thing I think out of this particular tip is to concentrate on having things ready for when you're ready. So tip number four, consider some time-saving shortcuts that don't affect the taste. And in this particular one, I go, you know what, I've got about 10 different types of rice in my pantry the one that I will go to in a hurry is you can buy part-cooked rice in a sealed thing that microwaves in 90 seconds now whilst it's not my favorite thing for just eating fresh like that I tell you what our kids love fried rice and this is such a big I buy the family pack and I'm not even ashamed about it I'm sure there's some food purists out there, but when I'm feeding the family and when I'm in a hurry, I don't feel like this is taking a bad shortcut. And I don't think I'm missing out on flavor because I'm frying it anyway. And I'm adding bacon and peas and whatever vegetables I've got lying around. It's going to get soy sauce. It's going to get, you know, all those other things added to it. And therefore, I probably, you know, I don't mind it at all. And nobody, nobody has blinked and went, oh, this isn't as good as the other rice. Uh, And plus, fried rice always tastes better with rice that's been cooked the day before or previously and let to steam dry. Like, I don't know if you've ever tried this, but if you cook rice fresh and it's still hot and steaming and um, you try and fry it, it does go gluggy because it needs that time to actually chill and for the starches to kind of harden off. And um, we had some Taiwan Lovely Taiwan people live with us for three months and that's the tip that they taught us is you always get a better fried rice if you um, have rice from the day before and not use today's rice. So that's, that's a really good time saving thing and I don't feel bad about it at all. I will buy that pack and that means I can have fried rice on the table within 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know about you, but there are times when you're busy and the kids come out and they're wanting, you know, what's for dinner, what's for dinner. And it's like, ah, uh, feel like a deer in a headlights. If I've got a packet of, of that pre-cooked um, family sized rice and I'll use basmati, I'll use the brown. I'm not that fussy in the type because like I said, I'm going to fry it with all these other amazing things. Uh, I can literally, and you know what the first thing I do is in that situation, the frying pan goes on first. Because I know in the time it takes to me to get everything out, um, chop the onions, start, you know, start with the bacon and the onion, the pan, I'll be waiting on the pan if I don't put the pan on first. So that's, you know, hopefully you're sort of jumping into the way the the brainwaves work in my head. Good luck. It's not wise to stay there very long. But, you know, a brief glance is a good idea. Uh, So that's really good anyway. And also I like the two minute noodles in a stir fry. Um, And you can get the glass noodles, they don't take much time at all. If you're doing cold spring rolls, that's another really quick one. Um, And I never boil them, I just um, put them in a bowl and tip boiling water on top and then pull them out and um, tip. So I pull them out and this is a dish shaving thing as well, but say you've got the bowl with the rice noodles, you make sure it's a bowl that can handle boiling water and then you, I put some sort of lid or plate I've got lying around on top or board so it sort of can steam in there two or three minutes, they're soft, then I kind of um, drain them out but put them back in that bowl, don't get another bowl out, that's that's a, a dish saving tip there. Um, and then you can make your cold spring rolls and they're it's really quick and easy, that's what I like. Uh, oh, and this is the fifth tip which I hope you're still with me here because, and I hope you're following my somewhat jumbled explanations of how it comes together when you're hungry and the family's hungry. But I like to serve from the table instead of plating up. So plating up, uh, particularly when there's a few of you, but um, and some kids like this and some don't like that, and I'm sick to death of actually forcing kids to eat anything or having to watch to make sure that kids eat whatever. So this also does double duty as a how everyone can enjoy the meal uh, tip as well. So I will say I'm doing schnitzels or I'll do fried rice, for instance, or um, what's it, tacos is really popular at our house. I will take whatever it was I was cooking. I'll take the whole frying pan. I'll put a board out, which won't get dirty because it's just having the frying pan on top, I put the board on the table, bring the frying pan over, Uh, say I'm doing the roast veg medley or chicken wings or something, I'll just plonk it in the middle of the table. Everyone has a plate and people help themselves. And I find one, if someone's put it on their own plate, they are much more likely to eat it without you snarling at them or counting how many bits or having a compromising conversation. If you eat half of that and blah, 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 oh it's honestly it's done my head in over the years and so I've let go of that and much to the enjoyment of everyone at the table by the way not just me so if everyone helps themselves it does make it a lot more interesting but this doesn't mean making more dishes so that's I mean serve from your cooking dishes by the table so if you're having guests over you might Put that on a plate and then take that on the table just to fancy it up just a tiny bit more and make many more dishes for yourselves but also i found and you know i love 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 cooking and i love entertaining so i spend a lot of time in the kitchen a lot of my frying pans and my cooking dishes are gorgeous i'm not gonna lie some of them float my boat so much i could just cook in this pan I'm having a love affair with rose gold things at the moment and I just bought a frying pan that's black and it's got a rose gold handle and there's no way I want to just finish my time with this gorgeous tool in the kitchen so whatever I cook in that I'll take that to the table and enjoy (laughs) looking at it from the table and same as my baking dishes so I don't just have the boring ones I love the enamel um i love you know i love all of that kind of look and i love the terracotta wear as well so you might as well if you're gonna bake in it it might as well be gorgeous and then you bring it to the table you look like you're martha stewart and um you've done nothing different to ordinary cooking so hopefully you get an idea into my mindset into the five things that speed up my cooking these are just things I've noticed over the years and um, definitely by starting with the hot frying pan or the boiling water to begin, microwave to defrost your meat. I think that is such a time saver and then you don't have to decide. Uh, perhaps heat your pan before you start. Yep, I just said that. Oh, chop everything into a size that cooks quicker. Um, so go smaller with your roast veg medley. Um, with your schnitzels, by the way, you know what? Oh, this is sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna shove in this extra little thing. Out of two schnitzels, if you instead of schnitzeling it by cutting it in half, if you cut it in strips and do like long, these are, it technically would be called chicken goujons or goujons of chicken in French. Um, I think you get so much more out of it. It it goes a lot further. So out of two chicken breasts, I can feed six people. And its generous portions here. This is like eat till you can't fit any more in. Um, but if I'd have just cut it across the middle, I've only got four schnitzels out of two chicken breasts. If you know what I mean. So consider just some different techniques of how you cut things, and you can one make it go further, two make it, and it also schnitzels a lot quicker as well. So, um, so I think that's a really good one, and. Oh, and using some part-cooked things to help you out and then serve from the table instead of dishing up because that's like a five-minute 5, five minute job of dishing up or you could just plonk it on the table. Everyone helps themselves and there's a lot less stress in the house. So I hope you've enjoyed this um, bit of a, um, a helping hand to your kitchen. And to your enjoyment of cooking. Because I feel like if it if it's going nice and quick, um, then it's more enjoyable for me. It's not dragging along. Don't get me wrong, there's times that I enjoy the slow cooking. Uh, but generally, we are all working pretty hard these days. We all have long days. And we try to fit as much wonderful things as we can into our days. So why not still enjoy cooking and find a little quicker way to do it? So from me to you, I hope this helps and thanks so much for listening. See ya. Hi there. I just wanted to let you know that I run a cooking, gardening and art school in Compton near Mount Gambier. I hold over 30 classes, everything from baking sourdough, propagation, painting for beginners, preserving, fruit tree pruning, fresh cheeses and I even have online classes or you could book a private function with me or have me demonstrate or speak at an event. Everything you need to work with me is on my website which is thepostandrail.com.au and I really look forward to hearing from you. and listening right at the end I just want to give you a fist bump or a high five thanks so much for listening right up to this point I really really appreciate it see you later